0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back. I have not done this in a while because I compile and bank all my episodes, and so this is going to feel really good. Now, I'm excited to bring you a little bit of TikTok, but then also a little bit of this book summary, The Four Disciplines of Execution. I saw a video summarizing this in a nutshell. It was genius. Anyone that has a team of people they manage, or you just want to be... An awesome human being who's productive and crushing business. This book's for you. Let's get right in with no further ado. Okay, mamish Poche, Shabbat Shalom, Ket Shabbos. Let's do this. Starting with TikTok, time is apparently an illusion, and it's because of this. Now, you're going to have to picture a piece of paper and three dots, all in a line, like... A decent gap between each. The first dot is your higher self. The middle dot is your current self. And the later dot at the end is your child, inner child. Um, this is really interesting. I guess I'll just start talking and if, and if you can put it together and then good for you. Our higher self tells us what's best for us right now. We are always going back and healing our inner child. We know what was best for past us. And so some people would deem, well, okay, that means our higher self, in essence, is at some point, our current self, because in the future, past us will be that quote-unquote inner child. And this is really interesting to me, because really, you could in essence say, oh, so right now, I'm, I'm my inner child, I'm also my current self, and I'm my higher self, all at the same time. And this is why some people would deem time as an illusion. Because, well, how can I be? It's like quantum theory. How can I be three things at once? Well, you can be. Um, it's just context dependence because we can only perceive our world through this linear time frame. We don't have the senses to perceive it any other way. And that's why then it got a little schmaltzy. The person then drew like a, a infinity logo and was saying this is why time is an illusion because it's like infinity. It all, you know, it all never ends. But anyways, folks, I thought that was really cool. And I hope you understood what I just said. And an example of this would be, my higher self tells me not to get high on drugs right now. Current me tells my, my past inner Zev, my inner child when I was a kid, not to take shit from bullies, for example. But then, get this, down the road, my higher self who has created a habit of not getting high looks at my inner child aka the younger zev and says it's okay you didn't know anything you know you shouldn't have gotten high and then that higher self who's now my current self with that awareness gets some inkling of oh i should do this now and that inkling again is just a current zev down the road so one could argue our higher self is always manifesting our current selves And that's why our higher self is our current self, just in a different timeline or whatever. Anyways, interesting food for thought. Uh, And I said here, we're connected and time is only a construct. So we can perceive reality with our dimensional information at hand. Anyways, there's a quote here that Loki changed my life for like a few days. If we are not changing, then we are choosing. Let that sink in. If we are not changing, then we are choosing. And I couldn't agree more. The paradox of choice is amongst us 24-7. If you say no to something, you are saying yes to something else. By not doing something, you are choosing to not do something. So not making a choice is still choosing not to make a choice, which is a choice, hence the paradox of choice. If you do not change, you are choosing not to change. And maybe you don't want to change because life is good. That's okay. But just don't kvetch. And wallow in your self-pity if you want to change and you're not. Because that's a choice. So hold yourself accountable, folks. Anyways, I'll finish uh, the stuff I wrote down from random information with this TED Talk. And it was called The First 29 Hours by Josh Kaufman. There's one thing I took away from this. And he said, most skills have basic fundamentals. And those allow for you to conceptualize daunting tasks. For example, his ukulele analogies. This guy was learning ukulele and he found that the same four chords can be used for all the popular songs. I don't know if you've seen this popular YouTube video, this guy playing all the big hits from every generation using the same chords. It's really cool. And when we extrapolate this, we'll find it's the same for everything. Literally, I'll use fitness first because I'm in the industry is once you learn the fundamental six motor patterns, you can do 100 plus exercises because they are the foundation. With language, I found that you use the solar system method, meaning you learn the most popular 100 to 400 words in a language, and you just memorize those. You'll notice they pop up all the time, like 80% of the time in conversation. And you can start constructing sentences way easier. And all it takes is a week of memorizing all these words. So then people are like, oh, it takes me years to learn language. Well, you can start having conversation in a couple weeks. That, my friends, is how you find the most basic fundamentals, and it can allow you to conceptualize all these daunting tasks down the road, because it's all the same. So he's saying, like, don't worry about the nitty gritty and the cool stuff. Just get good at the basics and think of professionals in every field. The professionals in every field and industry are the best at the basics. They're experts at the basics. So then really, it gives them time and freedom to practice some of these harder things, but they're always pounding the basics again. There you go. I hope that spiel helps and I hope that's motivating that you can do anything you want as long as you just know that the basics will allow for complete freedom to start learning all the other things. And the basics don't take as long as you think. Alright. Let's move on. So this, I love this concept at the beginning of this book which is called the whirlwind. He says people get into the whirlwind where their week flies by and they wonder, oh my gosh, I was so busy this week. But then they realize, I don't even know what I like accomplished. Like, what did I actually get done? Did I even push the needle this week? And it's because we get busy with favors, errands, etc., etc., etc. Things like you got to text that person back. You got to, oh, finish this invoice before you actually go and look for a deal. You got to finish all these little things that are annoying. And we get caught up in the whirlwind of all these things. And this book is to show you a way that you can actually be productive and get the other shit that pushes the needle done. And I'm here to, to question you. I'm here to actually push you and tell you this. If you feel that you are in a whirlwind, if you feel that last week you didn't get much done and you were busy for no reason, that is bad. I'm going to straight up tell you. Now, this is a projection, but I'm going to tell you this bad. We want to feel we've pushed the needle every single week because then over the course of a couple of years, huge progress happens that most people only get done in a decade, but you can do it in a couple of years if you just push the needle every week of your life. So really... Really, be careful with your focus. I've talked about this concept on past episodes about focus. How important it is to focus to uh, sorry uh, protect your focus. People are paid billions of dollars to steal our focus away. Focus. What you think about, you focus on. You'll manifest. You'll actively manifest. The bottom Maiha phenomenon is real, and so really be careful with your focus, so you don't get caught in the whirlwind. This is a beautiful, beautiful concept. Find your wig. Wigs an acronym for wildly important goal. So think of all the things you have to balance in your life as airplanes at an airport. And air traffic control is your brain. We have planes taking off, flying, and and just roaming around the the tarmac. Those are important, every single plane, the people on those would say they're the most important plane. But really the one landing, the one having to get on the ground, you don't want it to crash into anything, that is wildly important. So you're not gonna forget about the important planes. But when you have things, the other whirlwind items, the things that are just like the texting people back, whatever, keep those on your radar. So picture you're, you're an air traffic controller. Picture a radar. Keep all those things, the, the nitty gritties that don't actually push the needle, but keep things float, afloat. Keep those on your radar. But then you need to focus super hard on the wildly important thing that has to happen for you to get your goals accomplished. And it doesn't take too long to think about what your wildly important goal is. You know what pushes the needle. You know what is going to make you better that day. And then if and if it's a big thing, like for me, let's say pur- purchasing a property. <laughs> you can't just do that every day. You then reverse engineer. You go, what's the first step? Ah, that's my wildly important goal. That's what I need to focus on. And I have to just keep everything else afloat while I focus on that. Start, start uh, using the mantra, From X to Y by Z. I'm going to increase my revenue from $1,000 a month to $3,000 a month by January 2023. That is how you can then create some of these goals on pushing the needle. Like, for example, for me personally, it would be two things. I am going to get five more clients by... Uh I'm going I'm going to one sec. Get 5 more client uh go from 5 clients sorry, go from 0 clients to 5 clients by January 2023. Now I can create some KPIs, key performance indicators. Or I'm going to I'm going to go from one property to two by uh September of 2023 so a year from now and then I reverse engineer and that's my wildly important goal so when I get a text or an invoice or I have to and something like that or I have to e- answer an email about if I can make a, a meeting or if I can make this hangout I'm going to make sure the wildly important thing is gets done and then I'm going to just squeak in and fill the cracks with those other things. A great analogy, the, they don't say this in the book, picture a jar And imagine you filled the jar with sand right up to the top. You can't fit a lot of golf balls in. Actually, you won't be able to fit any. But if you filled the jar with golf balls, then filled it with sand and the pebbles, you're gonna be able to fit everything in that jar versus before you couldn't fit anything else in but but the sand. This is an analogy for take care of the important things first and everything else trickles in and you will be able to squeeze in your life. So one of the big disciplines, discipline number two, is measuring lead behaviors. This is really, okay, this will change your life. This is why I wanted to talk about this. There's lead behaviors, lag results, a.k.a. people call them lead measures, lag measures. A lead measure is eating healthy because you don't actually see the weight loss until it's happened. So if you only tracked weight and you never actually tracked your lead measures, you might just be in the same place for the rest of your life. In sales, selling cars, for example, you can't just write down, Hey, I sold seven cars this week. Because then, if you're not focusing on generating a lead, advertising, etc., etc., you're not going to get any sales done. You can actually, this is where the fellow in the other video I watched talks about building a team, and you can make this fun. People like to win, create a culture of winning. Uh, that's what keeps people happy, is winning in life. So then you can say, Okay, this week, Our goal was to have five leads generated, like five phone calls. You did it. Great. Let's celebrate that. That's a win. You got five leads, gen. And then later on, it's the goal is to have. Yeah, like five sales this month for whatever it is. And that's and then you get the five sales. You also celebrate. So you're always celebrating those lead measures and the lag measures. And if you're not getting any lag measures from your lead measures, you know, that's not the right lead measure. So if a person is just emailing people to sell cars, and they're not selling any, then that's where the team goes, oh, okay, we know this doesn't work. We're going to stop. So then they go and they decide to go social media, and they decide to do newspaper. And then they start selling cars. They sell more cars. They're, oh, we work. We got to double down on that. And then they're like, while we're doubling down on that, let's actually now try to do, like, advertising at a baseball game or something. See what I mean? And then it becomes a game. People like to win. And that is where you need both lead and leg measures in your life. So I'll let you. I want. You, I want to give you about five to ten seconds here to really think about a lead measure in your life and how it could affect your lag measure. Think about your goals. What's a lead measure for your goal? What's a lag measure for your goal? Good. I hope that helped right there. That's actually key. That'll change your life. And please, I really think you guys should write this down. Like, not writing. What I'm trying to say is, like, write that down, write down your lead measures, write down your leg measures, because what you write down, what you can track dictates results. Discipline number four, number three is keeping a scoreboard. The author makes a great point saying that when you're down one goal, five minutes left, you are competitive and you're cooking. People that don't know the score lose interest and stop playing. So you need to create a culture either with yourself, if you're a sole proprietor or with your team. Of winning like I mentioned before, when people know they're, what they're doing is working, they get competitive they want to win they want to and so that's the scoreboard you're going to keep is those measures and seeing if they're going up and that's a point on the scoreboard and you want to win the game. The final discipline is very underrated and it's have accountability buddies have meetings every week with people who state what they're going to do how much of it they're going to do when they're going to do it, and then hold them accountable to it. And you can create a document, call it accountability group, have a Zoom call once a week with friends. Because like me, I'm a sole proprietor. I don't have a big team of people. I don't work in a coding office or a real estate office. I need peers like me who we're going to get together and hold each other accountable and and call each other out when we're not and see if we have to change things if we're not reaching our goals. I'm telling you, that alone, I'm not going to overcomplicate this. If you work somewhere, make sure your, your workplace does this a so once a week meeting, seeing if you are hitting your key performance indicators. Yeah, for those who have used that a couple times, if you don't remember, key performance indicator is if you want to sell 365 cars a year, you have to sell, uh, let, let's say you have to sell seven a week when you really bring it down. So, you know, because you can't sell 300 cars in your final day of the year. So, you know, if you're going seven a week, you're going to reach your goal. That's a key performance indicator. And so in these meetings, when you create a goal with your friends and you can hold each other accountable saying, hey, you didn't get to seven cars sold. What's going on? What What's wrong? And you have to maybe change your lead measure. And then you have a conversation and it's just a way to keep each other accountable because this is the most important part. And I'll digress after this. People work. Uh, and efforts go up before and after these meetings. So if you can have them once a week, your workflow is going to be cooking before and after, and that's what you want. You don't want to get stagnant. Anyways, folks, that is all. I really hope you enjoyed this. I sure did. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next next week. Shalom Aleichem. Good Shabbos. Good